This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Coffee, coffee, coffee fitness unicorn, coffee, coffee, coffee fitness unicorn. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Coffee Fitness Unicorn, your pocket DJ, and you're listening to Coffee Chat Podcast, a show where storytelling and coffee hang out. Today's special guest is R.K. Higgins, author of Afterburn and Afterburn Blood Rush. In this episode, we talk about the Tarantino writing method, cyber goth culture, and what happens when you give an eight-year-old coffee at grandpa's funeral. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss any crazy stories. Go forth and be magical. This week's special guest is author R.K. Higgins. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello, pleasure to be here. I'm so glad to have you. This is so cool. I know we've been talking for a while on the on the Instagram, so it's very cool to, to have you here to talk about your book, or I should say books. So I've got Afterburn and Afterburn Blood Rush. Would you like to tell us about your books? Sure, they're sci-fi uh, anti-gravity racing in a cyberpunk world. Uh, centers around a young man named Remy Regan. He's a, a young fellow um, who uh, wants to pursue his dream of uh, going pro, uh, just like his mom. I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, she did it before him, and uh, he learns about that later and uh, discovers it's kind of in his genes to do that. That's so cool. Can can we go ahead and um, deep dive into that? I've got some questions about the book. I've got some questions for you. Absolutely. Um, are you a pilot? Do you fly aircraft or do you race? Nothing like that. None of it. I honestly, I'm a gamer and uh, I played uh, a game called Wipeout on uh, the Sony PlayStation anti-gravity ships. And uh, that was what inspired it. it. It really, I said, you know what? This game doesn't really go into the politics of, and, and what's behind the scenes uh, in that world. So uh I'm going to go ahead and, and, and jump into it. Um, so you mentioned uh, mom. So without giving anything away, however, I would like to address her name because I don't know if this was intentional or not. Christy Connors Reagan. And did you stick that Connors in there for a reason with the whole? Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got super excited as if you couldn't tell. Um, I don't have, I don't, I don't have my, my, my action figure with me. Um, cause she is actually in my, um, my gym bag, but I have a, I have a Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connors, uh, action figure. Terminator and, 2, one of the best movies of all time. Hells yeah. And she goes to the gym with me every day. Nice. <laughs> my yeah, little she was a badass. Yes. She blew my mind in Terminator 2. I thought, Man, if I could do half as many pull-ups as her someday, I'll be all right. I'll be in good shape. (laughs) Right. And so I I was doing my homework on you, um, and I wanted to ask you about that. So you're into martial arts, boxing, kettlebells. Um, Like, do you have a fitness routine, or do you just like to to get some energy out, so to speak? There's a little bit of um, ADD, for sure, ADHD over here. So I get bored pretty easily. Uh, so that would be why through the years I've jumped around fitness wise. And uh, I do have a steady uh, routine now because uh, as I get older, I'm pretty much discovering that uh, I can't do quite as many uh, incredible things as I used to when I was young. So I stick to powerlifting mainly now. I um, go on a site, uh, West Side Barbell, 
uh, Louis Simmons is his name, and he has a method called the conjugate method uh, that he trains in. So he used chains, bands, uh, things that are easy on the joints to put on the barbell. Cool. And uh, just trying to stay strong at this point because I'm 39 years old and uh, I find uh, each day, for some reason, life gets a little more hard uh, physically than it used to be. Right. Yeah. I I feel you. Literally, I feel you on that. I did. Um, so I've got a new um, training program that I'm doing and um, uh, with a coach. Um, so the um, I don't have a leg press. Um, so I had to do an alternate and when I did the alternate, it was, it like killed my knee. And so I explained like what was happening and that this was really weird. I've never had this happen before. And so he gave me, um, a couple different new alternates that weren't knee. They were more hinge. So you bend more at the hip Mm. and I did legs yesterday. And so I did his, uh, and, and he was uh, quad focused, quad hams and glutes. So I'm surprised I can even walk today. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know about you, but it, it hits me on the second day. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. I'll probably not be able to walk tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why that is. So, uh, that's, uh, I'm trying to hydrate. So I don't know if you have water with you as well. I have my ginormous jug. Nice. Nice. Even hydration for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm behind It's uh, set at 2 PM right now. And it's, uh, th- I'm an hour behind on my water. So I'll, I'll get cranking on it here soon. <laughs> I'm bad for that. I've, I've got a bad habit. I, I don't stay hydrated enough at work or in my personal time. It's, uh, too much coffee, too much tea, <laughs> you know? Thank you for saying that. Cause that's yeah. me. I want my water to be coffee, right? I, it's delicious. There's it is no two ways about it. It's delicious. So, okay. So that's my favorite question. How much coffee do you drink in a day? Especially you're a very busy dad. Uh, how much coffee do you drink in a day? And what is your go-to coffee? I try to stick to tea, but um, you know what? There's this thing called the New Yorker. Uh, sorry, my chair's all squeaky. But uh, there's this thing called the New Yorker in the, the town I live in. I'm from St. Thomas, Canada. And uh, there's a little cafe called uh, Steamliners because it's uh, known as, you know, the uh, train in town, uh, St. Thomas. And uh, anyways, they have this thing called the New Yorker and it is a espresso shot with uh, steamed milk, cinnamon and caramel in it. And my goodness, what's oh. oh, good. So I, I try and uh, have a few of those a week, as many as I can. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, I'm going to have to uh, recreate that. Actually, I'll have Brandy recreate that at home. I, I leave all the breezing to her. Uh, yeah. She makes it and I drink it. I'm like, she used to own a coffee shop. Yeah. Yes, she did. Oh, yes. So lucky. <laughs> so lucky. It's uh, I, I feel pretty spoiled. Like uh, every now and then she'll be like, oh, I think I'm going to try to experiment with something, you know, um, how does blah, blah, blah sound. And I'm like, you make it, I'll drink it. I'll let you know. <laughs> I like those little bistros, like the little, you know, places, uh, not the big box places. They, they tend to have better designer drinks, better ingredients, better everything really oh yeah it's you can things are made with love as opposed to you know made on a on a grand scale so to speak but yes I I 100% agree with you on that so you had mentioned uh dogs and cats and um your your Instagram is there's so much personality about your um your your pets um can we talk about your pets for a minute we can talk about anything you like (laughs) oh my god the personality on your pets like if I'm having a down day all I have to do is go to your page and see your your silly little animals and just just I uh, that's one of the things I love about your Instagram page is I crack up. I love your so I have in here for my notes your writer memes that that you do um seriously like if if i'm i go to it on a regular basis so uh your the let's talk about the writer memes let's actually go back to the writer sure yeah so do you like do you when you're stuck in your whatever mode you're in right so you're trying to write and you're because some of them you you actually they're like others and some you actually create so Mm -hmm. 
Um, do you have like a bunch of those that you hang on to and release them when you're like in that mood? Or I'll do tell you, you just... what it is yeah. inspired by for sure. Yeah. I'll tell you what it's inspired yeah. by. It's, uh, it's called procrastination at its best. <laughs> so like, you know, um, brain fog or uh, classic writer's block. Well, you know what? It's time to make a few memes. <laughs> oh, and, my God. Uh, we just go from there. <laughs> so, um, sir, this—that's like that one day when I was doing my homework and I blew up your page. I was literally dying. Uh, I, like the one that sticks in my head is um the guy talking to the wall. Um, I love that one. Uh, and then um, your uh, is it the the Mandalorian uh talking mm. uh, the we don't talk about the whip. Because yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you, I was going to ask you about the whip. I'm wearing my Boba Fett socks, just so you know. Oh, you I wore to, them yeah, just for you. you. Oh, did you? Yes, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, we could talk about uh, the whip. I, I kind of shy away from it because I'm a little bit superstitious like that. I get a lot it. Of I get it. Whatever, whatever you want to share. How you don't? You can go into detail, or or if you want, we can just um, for you listeners, we're going to cut it out so you don't get to hear this. <laughs> no, it's okay uh though my current whip i'm actually querying uh with agents because uh, my editor said you got to query this don't just self-publish because when i get something i get excited and i kind of hit the the publish button right away I'm, I'm, I'm on it right as most writers are they just they get excited about their their uh, manuscript and they want to get it out there right but um the uh this one is uh comedy slash horror that's awesome. it if you want if we can literally just this is his whip. It's a comedy slash horror and just sure, leave it yes. at that. Yeah. I've never done a podcast before. So it's all new to me really. No worries. No worries. And, and there's, this is strictly just a conversation uh, between us that other people happen to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your show's your show is so terrific, honestly. Oh, thank um, you. You do good work. Uh, is this, it's not your first podcast, is it? It is my first podcast. I've never done, I've never podcasted before. You're so um, good. Like I would, I thought you have done another show. It's, it's good. It's thank really you. good. Thank yeah. you. It's just, uh, so I started out as a journalism major, um, way, way, way back when, mm-hmm. uh, in eighth grade, uh, we had to have a, um, a media class and I fell in love with the broadcasting uh, class. And so, like I said, this was eighth grade. So I was 13. I loved the behind the scenes. I didn't want to be the person talking. So I didn't want to be the newscast. And so when I found out that you could be the producer, you could be the editor, I got super excited. And I went to my teacher and I was like, oh my God, like, this is great. And, uh, and so he encouraged it. Everyone had to get in front of the camera. I was terrified. And so I said, can I do movies and weather? And they were like, yeah, sure. You know, cause I was like, I really don't want to read the news. I like, I was terrified to be in front of the camera. I said, I was happy being behind it. I think that's kind of like where my love of like being behind the scenes came out. And mm-hmm. so um, when it came time for me to be in front of the camera and film, um, I did like a, a really silly movie review and then I did the weather and I just like looked at, so I was looking at the camera and I was like, and now the weather. And then I looked out the window and I was like, it looks like it's a beautiful day. <laughs> and like seeing, like, I was like, and we're done. I don't want to be on the camera anymore. I hear you so, introvert over here. So, right. Yeah. Just, uh, that's definitely my kryptonite. I, I, I get it. So that's why doing this podcast, you know, using the book as like a, a a window like that's how I we can start the conversation and you know everybody always what what makes us as introverts work so well is because this is a private conversation like it's you you and this is you and me we're talking we're hanging out together there aren't 20 people in the room because if there are 20 people in the room you and I would just be looking at each other nodding with our coffee cups hey like absolutely Absolutely. I know you're saying yeah (laughs) Absolutely. So the fact that we can do this is, is awesome because again, it's, it's just us. There's, there's nothing, um, you know, there's, there's no external. uh, Now I know you, like you said, you've got the animals and your, your children, which by the way, let's talk about that. Sure. So you have the dedication in afterburn, which thank you for signing these, by the way, that was really cool. No problem. 
um, you have in here, and I'm going to read it really quickly if I can get to the correct page, which I thought this was so, I thought this was beautiful. To my son, Carter, never let the flame that is your imagination be extinguished by someone that doesn't share in its beauty. Dad. Absolutely. Yeah, I still have that in my notes on my phone. Um, I thought about that. You, you know, he was having a hard time in his school. He was getting bullied a little bit. And uh, I thought, you know what, your ideas are beautiful. Your ideas are yours. And uh, I won't swear on your podcast, <laughs> but there might have been an F-bomb dropped. Uh, don't, don't let the kids, uh, you know, make you cry and don't let them hurt your feelings. Your ideas are amazing and, and uh, don't be afraid to share them. So I wanted to put something in writing in there so you know years later maybe he picks up that book when he's a, a little bit older because it's a little bit above, above his head still and he looks at it and he goes wow you know um i'm gonna cherish that have you noticed how coffee fueled stories doesn't have any ads that's because i work tirelessly to keep this show alive after three years on my own i've decided i need to ask for your help I've never asked anyone to subscribe. I've never asked anyone to leave a review. I've never asked anyone to rate the show. And I've never asked anyone to pay to listen. There are a few ways you can help support the show. I've created a Patreon page, Coffee Fueled Stories, and a subscription section on my podcast website. It's simple to support and help me keep my dream alive. Just click the link in the show notes to set up your paid subscription option. It's that easy. Thank you for your support. That's awesome. That is really awesome. And then book two is for to my sweet angel Claire. Yeah. That that is like so sweet. Yeah, they're just they're wonderful kids. I'm pretty I'm pretty lucky, honestly. They keep me super busy, but it's worth it. Now are they um I know you, you've done a few trips to, um, you did, it was it fan. It's kind of like a, like a Comic-Con. Yeah. And in Toronto, it's like they're, they have a Comic-Con in Toronto as well, but uh, fan expo uh, pretty much it's more, it's more broad. And this was before COVID because COVID kind of killed everything. Unfortunately, it was, it was not a good time. They had to shut it down. Uh, They're bringing it back now, but uh, yeah, we'll go there. Um, They have anime. They've got, uh, you know, um, pretty much Q&A panels, um, writers, authors, actors. Uh, you know, it's just, it's incredible. It's a, it's a very interesting venue. And that's in Toronto. Um, so are they into um, space? Like, is it, or like, do they have favorite characters that, uh, like, when, when you guys went to the event? Like, did they? Yeah, my son's really into cars. And that was another thing that influenced the book. He is cool. so, so into cars and sports cars. Um, it's just become contagious. I was not a car guy at all. But uh, his love of, uh, you know, Lamborghinis and McLarens and, uh, Miatas and and everything like you know, all all the cars that I didn't know the names of until uh, he used to have. Look at this, it uh, it definitely rubbed off. So let's go with that. Uh, so you have a lot of speed racer references in the book. Yeah, anime speed racer. So did you did you watch the cartoon back in I the seventies? Young, yeah. When I was younger, I'm an eighties baby, but it still it came into uh, you know. Yeah, my, uh, my life for sure. Do you, do you have a favorite character from Speed Racer, or is is it Speed Racer? So you've got Speed Racer, Trixie, you got Chim Chim, um, Racer. It would X. definitely would be Speed Racer. I can't really remember all their names because it's been so long, but uh, Speed Racer would be the one. Very cool. And because as I was reading the book, I noticed that there were like some similarities, and I don't know if it's because um, like you have a race team, and so you always have you know various characters. Um, that um, create a team and mm-hmm. so when you had dropped speed racer like early on mm-hmm. it kind of popped into my head and I remember Trixie um, the sidekick you know Chim Chim and so as I'm reading your book I'm kind of connecting like some of the characters so I was like did he intentionally do that like is Cindy supposed to be Trixie 
Um, I, I was like, and then Chim Chim is Razor Chim Chim with a green mohawk. Like, <laughs> no, it wasn't that much connected, but the Speed Racer reference was definitely in there just for, you know, for fun because it was, uh, it's racing, right? So it was influenced yeah. by it. Yeah. Are you familiar with, um, like, do you read or have you read uh, Philip K. Dick? um blade runner well it, okay his it wasn't called blade blade runner it was uh do androids dream of electric sheep um, I have all right, sorts of those two books. Okay, Dick books upstairs yeah yes yeah yeah that's so cool oh, i love that guy um i'm gonna nerd out a little bit about about sure. philip k dick yep. um so i went to cal state fullerton and he went to cal state fullerton and when uh, I had my science fiction class. Uh, we obviously read Philip K. Dick. And then the professor had pointed out that we were getting a Philip K. Dick section in the library, like a whole section dedicated to him because he's from Orange County. He was like in Santa Ana. Like, um, I think, I don't think the house that he lived in is still there. I think it might be demolished now. But um, I kind of went on like this crazy Philip K. Dick, um, uh, like rabbit hole. I was mm-hmm. like, he was he he went here. He lived here. Like what? I wish yeah, I wish I had the time for it. And it's, his books are actually hard to find uh, for some reason up here. We have like a chapters in Indigo, and there was maybe two of his novels. I, I bought one that has an anthology of short stories that he did in it, but there was just two in the whole store. <laughs> it was whoa yeah it was, it was not fun that's but, crazy because he's oh. he's like prolific in the science fiction like yeah. world huh okay well then that that does it i'm just gonna if i find any um at any of the stores any of the the places that we go to i'm just gonna have to send them up your way so i'll have to go over the border or something yeah <laughs> two things i loved uh about your book um and let's let's go ahead and tap into that so you have a diner in space and they eat diner food, which of course I was just totally loving it. And like the milkshakes, I thought that was just like freaking brilliant. Oh, and by the way, on page 17, you introduce coffee in space. And I literally highlighted the crap every time there was coffee in your book, I highlighted it. So anybody who gets this book after me is going to know that I was a coffee reader. So by the way, freaking awesome that you stuck coffee in there that's so cool gotta you gotta do it I, I love it and and here so i'm actually gonna let's 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 tell the listeners what we discovered on page 17 because i just thought it was freaking cool i looked at the drink Vic had given me it was some kind of beer that had been infused with earth's coffee bean coffee was a rare and expensive commodity since it was only grown on Turnian prime and available mostly to the rich he just stuck coffee and beer in in here. And I was like... You reminded me of that. I, I actually forgot about that. Um, that was my brother-in-law coming over, and we were drinking uh, a Quebec beer yeah. called Peche Mortel. It's, it is a um, stout infused with coffee, and my goodness, Peche Mortel, if you can ever get it. You got it. I, I've... I've tried uh, a few I'm not much of a beer drinker but if it says peanut butter or coffee I'll try it <laughs> good yeah it's yeah. from Quebec awesome uh and then he's I enjoyed it and took in its sweet coffee infused taste and uh everywhere you have coffee in here you want coffee Remy <laughs> <laughs> I've never had an actual coffee due to the rarity of it back home this is delicious, Vic. Thanks. Oh yeah, I went nuts. I went nuts for your, uh, for the coffee in there. There we go. Uh, so here are my questions to you. Sure. About the diner, which again was so cool. Um, what is your favorite diner food like? Do you have a favorite thing that you get when you go to a diner? The shakes and burgers may have been in there because I have a little bit of an addiction to them. Um, yeah, it, it's nice. going to be a good old chocolate shake. And uh, a burger, Five Guys, uh, possibly not for shakes, but for the burgers. Diner food is, yeah, it's right? delicious. Oh my god, I, I I go nuts. I go diners is kind of like my ultimate weakness. Like, 
Um, and it's so bad for you. It's like, so like, it's the most unhealthy food. You got to have them work it off. Right. Right. Exactly. I'm like, I want a grilled cheese and I want chili cheese fries. (laughs) I'm jealous of you guys. You guys have the uh, in and out down there. Oh, I, I, I am, I, why, so being from Southern California, I grew up on In-N-Out and um, you'll, I, I hope you'll appreciate this. This is kind of like a dad moment. Um, so when my parents um, had separated and gotten divorced and then both remarried, I would go visit my father on the weekends and um, part of hanging out with my dad. So my dad taught me to uh, watch. So I knew about, I learned about football um, not soccer. So like American style football, um, pizza and drinking Coca-Cola. And then he taught me how to belch very, very loudly. Um, so that's, that's a dad moment. And then, uh, we would go and I would help him mow the lawn. So on the weekends he had to like mow the lawn and I would help him with like the lawn clippings and stuff. And our reward was a double, double. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I oh was like goodness. 10 and <laughs> I could tear into a double, double because we had mowed the lawn. Like he put me to work. Like I was a 10 year old little girl, but my dad was like, Nope, you're here. You're helping me do the yard. And I was like, okay, whatever you, again, you know, whatever you say, dad. <laughs> was there instant regret uh, on the, uh, on the energy level or was he, there was ulterior motives. Totally worth it. Done? It was, I was, I, I didn't know I I had never had a double, double before. So I was 10 the first time I had a double, double. And like, from that point on, I was like, I, I knew what my reward was. So anytime he was like, you got, you want to work on the yard with me? And I'm like, you got it. He was like, I need to go build the attic. We're, we're turning the, not the attic, uh, the garage into a a back bedroom. You want to help me? And I was like, "Mm -hmm," because I knew what was coming. (laughs) You're taking me back. uh, My cousins, the first time I had coffee, you just reminded me. So my grandfather's funeral and my cousins took me uh, down into the guest waiting area where they were serving coffee and uh, try this, try this, uh, you know, have a, have a sip of it. Next thing you know, bouncing off the walls, they loaded me up with so much coffee and sugar. It was, my parents were not happy. They didn't know what happened, but uh, it was not the perfect place to be giving. I think I was eight years old. I hopped up on caffeine and sugar at my grandfather's funeral. It was a bad time. It was funny. They knew what they were doing. And that was the first time I tried coffee. It was delicious. It was delicious. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That is an amazing coffee story. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss, but that's a great story. Yeah, hey, everybody deals with loss differently. I guess they're like, well, let's just load up her eight-year-old cousin on coffee. <laughs> That'll be fun. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I want to, I'm going to need to, uh, uh okay. Uh, okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. My, my cousin, that's my cousin's for you. Oh man. Like I've had like silly family moments, but I'm going to say that one's probably, you get the, you get the prize for that one. That's, I think that's a great, that's a, so you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. When was the next time you had it again? I think I was barred from coffee for a while after that by my parents. They found out eventually like, what happened. Well, I tried coffee. No way. It wasn't until the energy drinks rolled around that I tried caffeine again. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious! That is, um, again, I'm, I'm not laughing at your loss. I'm, I'm laughing at no, the, no, yeah. uh, you know, the. So you the, get, you get to, when you have Celtic roots, Irish and Scottish, uh, you know, oh. family background. Oh my like, gosh! Wild do you, kids. Do you speak Irish or or any uh, Gaelic? I mean, no, the tr- the general term is Gaelic. Gaelic but yeah, it's, Gaelic, yeah. Uh, I can't speak Gaelic, but uh, my. Uh, wife's grandmother does and it is an impressive language I, I can only decipher very few words now my my accent or my pronunciation might be off but i if i remember correctly i think it's chanil is that no or I yes can't, i can't remember you know i know it's very similar to uh, deutsch and yeah. uh, 
ich spreche Deutsch uh, nur ein bisschen. So, I know you do as well, right? I'm on your podcast. You Und Pekito. Yeah, yeah, nur ein bisschen. Uh, I know it's very similar because when I speak uh, German uh, with uh, her grandmother, uh, it sounds, some of the stuff sounds the same. Yeah, it has that Germanic uh, influence mm -hmm. that, that at the base of it. Yeah, it has the <laughs> sounds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then, yeah, you'll appreciate my Celtic tattoo. There, you can oh, see it right there. My spiral, it. my spiral of life. I love it. I, uh, I, uh, so I was born on uh, May 1st, um, which is Beltane. Um, and that is a very big day in the Celtic calendar, my understanding is. Um, uh, and then the opposite of that is the is Halloween, so Samhain. Um, because you have the, the, the spring and then the fall. So those are the two, two big days in the, the Celtic calendar. My understanding is correct. You must be. Yeah. Um, I was actually born on Robbie Burns day. Um, he's a famous Scottish poet. And then wouldn't you know it, uh, I'm, you know, writing years later, trying to keep that, uh, that day alive, I guess. But that's uh, so cool. Yeah. January 25th is my, my birthday. I didn't oh. even know it was a Spanish holiday until my mom uh, said, we were going to name you Robert, but uh, we already had a Robert in the family. And uh, we were going to name you after this poet because you were born on that day. But we didn't end up doing it. That is, oh man, that's crazy. Um, so now I'm going to have to like go in and like dig up some snippets and um, insert them into your, uh, into the podcast notes because that's, that's just too freaking cool. I'm going to have to find something that like, is is suitable for you as as a link because that's just that's just too cool oh my gosh now did you name your children obviously we don't have to go into their names because i, I no, okay, told, yeah. um but did you do you guys have like celtic names or gaelic names for them my wife uh was insistent on naming them uh she she said you didn't carry them for nine months you're not naming them and i said <laughs> understood And uh, I, I respect that because you are correct. I didn't put in the work. I didn't put in much work at all. So we had an amicable agreement that she was going to name them. So Carter is my son's name. Claire is not really a Celtic name. I guess you could say it's Celtic because she stole it from the show Outlander. And uh, she loves that show. So she named it after the protagonist in that show. She named her after the protagonist in that show. Very cool. Yeah. I, I do believe Claire is, I think that there might be, a, I'll have to go Google that. Um, but I, I think it is, um, it's got, uh, it's definitely got some, I think it's got some Scottish roots. Well, and of course, right now, like once we uh, publish this, all of the listeners who do know are, are screaming at the, the podcast right now saying, yes, yes, yes. Or it's right here. I've got the answer for you. So thank you everybody listening. Yeah. <laughs> in the books to segue into folklore since we are talking about um celtics um i guess you could say that this would be celtic lore well it, i you'll correct me um silver bullet with a werewolf face you have that on uh one of the now i just call it magnapods or pods yeah yeah pod yeah um Not to be confused with podcast, because that's something completely different. This yep. is magnetic racing pods, um, which is so freaking cool. Like, and um, so as I'm reading your book and you're describing some of the things, um, like you describe Remy and his skull <laughs> helmet, and then the LED in her, the LED lights in, in her hair. And now do you say Lena or is it Lina? Kalina. Yeah, Lena. Her name's Kalina, Kalina but they right. shortened it. Yeah, they shortened it to Lena. Okay, because I was saying it Lena, because yeah. I was like, it kind of makes sense for Kalina, not Kalina. But we'll again, family. just confirming. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, her hair is freaking cool with the LED, the LED yeah. lights. They're kind of the outcasts. They're the uh, cyborg heathens. They call them. Right. Uh, anybody in that uh, squad usually has cybernetics, but they make an exception for Remy because of his skill and talent. And they kind of become a family, right? They, yeah. they stick together and become a family and he's willing to do things that 
he didn't possibly imagine himself doing because, you know, love will do strange things to you. Right. We already talked about Philip K. Dick, but in addition to um, kind of the the look and feel, and I, I'm asking this not in like a derivative sense. Yeah, never to be disrespectful. Um, oh, of course. It's, it's um, like f- so fifth element because I freaking love fifth element. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't sure. Um, it kind of so I felt like there were like a little bit of like fifth element vibes but not a hundred percent. And I don't know if that's just because it's like futuristic space or that's just me. I don't know, but has anybody like else? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not fifth element as much as Blade Runner because uh, of course beta readers uh, were saying all oh, these holographic billboards and stuff. It makes me feel like a uh, kind of Blade Runner-ish and I wasn't really going for that, but I, I mean, I, that's, I wouldn't object to it because I love Blade Runner. So maybe on an unconscious level, I went, you know, let's, let's put those billboards in there, holographic billboards, you know, futuristic feel, futuristic vibe uh, for various uh, cities and scenes. But uh, yeah, as far as Fifth Element goes, um, I was actually more inspired by like the wardrobe of actual uh, culture from Earth. Like there's these people uh, called the cyber goth. There's a cyber goth culture. That's what inspired the, the look uh, and feel of the cyborg heathens. They're uh, the dreadlocks, they're you know, uh, high Doc Martin type boots, all that kind of stuff, their corsets. That's what the um, cyborg heathens uh, wear. Uh, it's, and it's inspired by uh, the cyber goth culture. There, that's, I didn't, I, I've got cyberpunk in here for my notes, but I didn't realize about the cyber goth. So that, that totally makes sense because um, Lena's boots, you mentioned like her boots, how they're like super high, her fishnets, like they've got like, like sometimes they've got some cuts and tears in them um and what's really i like how you um how remy when remy is describing her and like appreciate like you can tell that he is um i I don't want to get perverted about this but you can tell that he's attracted to her right like you can feel like there's like a little bit of like he um and the way but what i the reason i want to talk about this is because you can tell like it's it's new to him you can feel the the how he is um he's kind of like wow like this lady you know this woman and he can't believe that he's even among these celebrities that he's been watching from afar right yeah. yeah yeah but he doesn't have like this um dirty boy like you know what I mean like he's he's not he's very you can wholesome like you can feel the wholesomeness so like you call him the farm boy and he's not um when he's describing her he's not you can tell he's not leering that's what I'm getting at is he's not leering he's not being overtly sexual about the way he's describing her and I thought that was really cool yeah I mean it's a the book was intended for young adults, but more right. adults have read it. Uh, so I wanted to make him a morally driven, respectful character, right? Yes. So I kind of I modeled him actually after some of uh, my traits. And oftentimes if I was stuck. I'd go, well, what would I do in this situation? So it was just an easy character to write because I just kind of went inside my own head for that. But uh, yeah, I, I tried to stay uh, as clean and as... Um, really morally driven as possible because I wanted to be make the book sound respectful and if, if uh, a young person picks it up and they're they get immersed in it I want them to take away uh, something good like uh, I want them to know you know say you can have family outside of family for example like the revolution science team they're not related but they stick together and they love each other they're a yeah. their family the bond only gets stronger through through the story right Absolutely. And, and I don't want to give any, um, there, we don't want to do any spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, no, no spoilers, no spoilers, yeah. but I do like how you do 
push Remy's character. Like you can really see where, like, again, getting back to this, you know, the wholesome and the moral compass, like you can really feel that you can sense that like right from the start. Um, but you can also feel when he's being pushed, um, you know, and you're like, how is he going to handle it? Like, what is he going to do? And, uh, and again, no spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers, yeah. no spoilers. Uh, so since you brought up uh, a couple of uh, points about the, uh, the cy- cyborg heathens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have alliteration with the names of the companies, um, Cygnus Cyborgs, Mantis Magnetics, and Singularity Systems, with the exception of revolutionary science or revolution science. Mm-hmm. Um, was all of that intentional? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it to flow want some good names uh, and I thought most of these companies uh, are they have a lot of earth uh, history kind of thing um, so they're obviously going to be named from things that they're going to be nostalgic about um, they're going to miss their you know constellations like Cygnus the Swan so Cygnus concepts they're going to miss things from from earth because they've you know colonized a new uh, bunch of planets so yeah those names came from from that basically just uh um you know astrological things from from earth that's so cool and where can i buy the t-shirts yeah, that's what i want to do oh my god <laughs> but, uh, yeah oh my I god yeah i was when you describe i think it was it was it lena who was i can't remember if it was cindy or lena there was a scene so i, I sorry I, I apologize for confusing the two um i think it right. might have been lena when he uh remy goes to visit her and she's wearing, um, I think it was, might've been like a tank top or something like that from one of the sponsors. Yes. And I was like, where do I get one of those? Cygnus Concepts. Yeah. Yeah. The, the company, like, the company that she was uh, racing for before her accident. That's right. That's right. She's going to have her own standalone book as well. Oh, no way. That's yeah. so cool. That's That'll so cool. The prequel. Oh, oh, I, that. That's going to be freaking awesome because uh, I, I really did enjoy her character. I thought her, oh, and um, Aunt Mila was cool too. Um, and then again, the mom, I'm not going to get, we don't want to give any spoilers, okay. um, but uh, uh, you did a, a, a really cool job with, with creating all of these characters and Vic um, and uh, Vic Razor. Vic was my favorite character. Vic was my favorite character. Really? Yeah, I love a good well, I can't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> but, but yeah, Vic was definitely my favorite character, and um, he's he's heavy in the second one. He's he's a very heavy in the second one. A big I, part of it. I I apologize for not getting to the second one yet, no but I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Um, Afterburn, Blood Rush. Oh, which reminds me. So, I wanted to ask you because I I noticed. Uh, the character's um, eye color um, on this one. So his his yellow, and you mentioned, you talk about the yellow eyes and how they wear um, blue contacts. Um, like, where did you, like, did you come up with these ideas or like, were you influenced by some yeah, of the absolutely. other? Like, like I said, with the young adult books, I wanted real issues that people are going to face. Um, and I thought, you know what? what would discrimination look like and would, would it travel through the ages? And uh, unfortunately, I think it's not something we can extinguish, even though we, we try so hard, uh, even in this day and age, you know, the future, I would hope that it would be more like a Star Trek where you wouldn't see much of it. Uh, but uh, it was heavily influenced by actual, uh, you know, issues that young adults might face in, in reality. So I put it in there and I thought, um, you know, why would she be covering up her eyes? Like, why would she be covering up the, the color of her eyes? Because, well, she's a tourney and she's a, she's an alien race and, uh, the earth and people, earth people kind of frown upon them, unfortunately, in that story. But yeah. that is, I, I, I loved how you infused real issues and that you you did it in such a subtle way, like you could see what was happening, but at the same time, it was it wasn't overt. Um, and then, like you said, uh, the you know the people that were shouting out um, cyborg heathens, 
Um, and um, oh, by the way, I love the bouncer at the club, the Iron Cast. I think that's what. Oh, he, the guy he was going to take him on the tour of a dumpster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he he uh, yeah. Uh, I was like, I, again, you just had there were there were scenes that you you just had so much fun. Yeah, like you, I, I could actually like see the environment. I could see everything. I could feel anything. And it was like, um, and, and I wrote one of my favorite things uh, here. I'm going to have to show you this because this is just, you're going to, I hope you can read this. So I, I, in my highlighter, where is it? You have coffee in space in a, like huge purple. I, I just, I love that you did the things that you did in space. And, and so I would like, I would, every now and then I would be reading and then I would just stop and I'm like, hell yeah. Appreciate that. Oh yeah. So even though I know this book was not intended for me, I still had a lot of fun with it. I actually had a bigger adult audience than the young adult audience. I've, you know, it, it, you intend for one audience to read it. And then there's a large uh, group of adults to read young adult. I, I had, you know, no idea until you hop on the saddle and then, you know, you get all these adult reviews and, and they're enjoying the book, but I'm, I'm, you know, thankful that anybody really enjoys the book because at the end of the day, you just want to put some joy into people's lives uh, in this uh, crazy world we live in. Right. It's, it's far sure. too serious. So For sure. make so, somebody smile. So t- be it. Totally. Now, did you, did you know you wanted to write a book? Like, have you always known you wanted to be like a writer? Yeah, actually. Yeah. I started out, 34 uh and i wanted to write a memoir which i still haven't written it's uh it's got some some chapters into it um I, by day i'm an animal control officer i work with animals so i wanted to write a memoir about that because it is a crazy job it's a it's, it's a wild job uh and i knew that i couldn't do it justice at the age of 34 because i just started out hadn't found my voice in writing um, was really on just a, a journey to discover how to write. So um, a bunch of courses in creative writing later, night school, um, five manuscripts later. Uh, finally, I am coming back to the memoir now. But uh, yeah, along that path, I, I discovered my voice, which was uh, the first for the first novel. My voice was first person male perspective. Uh, so I did that. And uh, it came out, you know, really well. And then for the second book, I discovered that uh, I wanted to have uh, a split story. So I did third person uh, limited and then uh, first person male perspective again with uh, Remy Regan. But uh, yeah, I I didn't intend to write sci-fi. I kind of fell into it. I was inspired by a video game and went, you know what, this needs a good story. Let's do this. And uh, the rest is history. That is so cool. That is so cool. And so are you, do you have like a writing process? Do you come home at night? And I would like to talk about the animal control if you want. Oh, absolutely. That, you can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Anything cool. you want to talk about, we can. I'm easy going. Okay, uh, cool. I do have a process for the writing. Okay. Uh, I, it, it's a, it's not really OCD. Uh, I guess you could call it that. I, I was watching an interview with um, Quentin Tarantino and how he writes uh, for his movies. And I did, had no idea I shared the same process uh, with him. I thought it was just weird the way I do it. Uh, but uh, it has to be chronological. Every chapter has to be chronological. And I have to power through. I don't jump in anywhere. I don't plan too much. I plan like the end, the climactic scene and the beginning. But then I just fly by the seat of my pants and uh, let it go, let the story go where it may. And uh, I have a, I have an idea of the characters' personalities, but uh, I let the story mostly fill itself out. That's so. That's the Tarantino method. I I had that's no idea. Does. That's that is so cool. Yeah. You have you have the Tarantino method. That's what I he love does. It. That is ah. I had no idea. No, I'm I'm like okay. My cheek like my cheeks hurt because I'm smiling so hard because I I freaking love the guy. And I had no idea that that was the Tarantino method. Like he's pretty cool. Um, I love uh, From Dust Till Dawn, Kill Bill. Good movie. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. So um, I was in. Um, I was going back to school, 
and I can't remember which of the Tarantino, it might have been Pulp Fiction. I don't think my mom had seen Pulp Fiction. And, um, and so I was watching it with my mom and my mom just couldn't believe she was like this movie, you know, she didn't know about the violence and stuff like that. So half the time, you know, I'm like, mom, don't watch, don't watch, don't watch. I'll tell you when the scene's over. I'll tell you when the scene's over. Um, and then of course, you know, my favorite scene is when they're all talking about the coffee. I mean, that's, that was just freaking brilliant. Right. And I thought one day I was, I'll never forget. I was, I was pulling into the parking lot at school. So I hadn't even gone to university. This is like baby university. So community college. And um, I was driving, I was pulling in and I was listening to Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I think he might've been talking on like NPR or something like that. And I was thinking, if I ever ran into Quentin Tarantino and I'm going to have to cut this out because no one's going to have so this is just for you. I was like, <laughs> if I ever, like I'm ever going to run into him anyway. But I was like, if I ever run into Quentin Tarantino, I am literally going to run up to him and dry hump his leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't cut that out. <laughs> totally going to cut that out. No, I might do the same thing, to tell you the truth. Don't cut that out. <laughs> like, I'm going to run up to him and I'm going to be like, you, I love you. And then, mm-mm-mm. okay, bye. <laughs> okay, well, you and me both, uh, you and Liv will both uh, do that because uh, he is one talented dude and hopefully that would some of them rub off <laughs> right oh my god like he's like out of all of the the so so the fact that you shared the tarantino method like i'm that gives me hope because i've never i don't i want to write him i'm working on mem- my memoir so if i was to talk about my whips and i'm not really talking about it um but i am with you uh i have two things two that i've been hoarding and working on forever um and one is a memoir and i just don't know where to start i don't know how to start i don't know and that you said the magic like do i go chronologically do i start from my childhood do i work my way through do i switch all over the place like i have no idea i i don't know where to start my my answer is anything that works just get the words on the page right thank you i I know that's what i used to tell my students just throw up on the paper just write get your words out so uh uh i guess i'll just have to apply the same principles to myself then just just write that's that's what i do i just and then when in doubt procrastinate and make (laughs) memes (laughs) okay your memes i freaking love your memes i do i love i I, i'm serious uh i might have to uh have some fun i might stick some of your memes like i'm trying to think of how i can do like a a a teaser or a promo uh for your episode and i think maybe that's what i'll do i'll I'll stick a few of your um here i'm I'm actually gonna see if i can pull up your uh your page here real quick so let's go with um Oh, the Steve, the Steve Buscemi. Um, how do you do, you fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I was again all of these these memes. Um, I don't dwell on my characters' names, but when I do, I waste all my writing time doing so. Um, like I seriously love your your memes. And then I was going to ask you, do you have dad jokes? Because it seems like you might have dad jokes. Nah, no dad jokes over here. No dad jokes. I'm, just, I'm terrible at puns, and that's the thing. They're mostly puns, right? Right. And I suck at bad puns because I'm coming from a house that was all dad jokes. Like I would stub my toe, my dad would be like, "Oh, you better call a tow truck." That's like, come on, dad. Like, are you serious right now? So it, it's I dropped the torch there. You know, no dad jokes over here. I can't. I can't carry on the torch. Oh my god, I suck at puns. I'm right there with like. I feel like I can write really gross horror and things like that, but ask me to create a pun and I'm stumped. I, I just, I can't do it. I don't, I, I, so I have mad respect for punsters, mad respect. You're a, a member of the HWA, right? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Have you been a member for a long time? No, I'm not a member. I, sh- I didn't write horror. So I didn't join. Uh, I do have the comedy horror coming out, the work yeah. in progress. 
that I won't talk about. No, nope, no, nope, but nope. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, maybe I'll join. Um, I'm not sure what the process is like there. Um, it's it's pretty painless. Um, without uh, so. I, this is not all about promoting the HWA, the Horror Writers Association. However, I'm going to show you this really cool thing. So when I cover up my camera on my laptop, this is actually what I used to cover it up with. It's nice. a bit of the, it used to be a bookmark and it was the, uh, I got introduced to Horror Writers Association uh, when I went to the Festival of Books at USC um, several years ago. And I had always thought about being a member and I just, I, but I had, I didn't have anything published. I hadn't even written anything other than, um, the, so in my science fiction class at university, I also had a horror class with the same professor and he introduced us to Michael Arnzen. And my mind was blown because he does uh, flash horror. And I had no idea that that genre even existed. And that's, that's where I literally lost my mind and fell in love with that genre horror flash horror and micro flash. It's, I just, I love it because it's, um, you get in and you get out. Like you just splat, literally splat on the, on the page and then you get out. So this is why I have mad respect for you guys who write novels because I, I just, I feel like I don't have that in me. So that's why I'm like, one day, maybe I will. Here's the, here's the thing. I don't have it in me to write a short story. Like these uh, courses uh-huh. that I, I do for creative writing, that's uh-huh. some, of the, some of the requests are like 2,000 words or less. And I am over here going, oh, no. Like I, uh, I want to go on for like 10,000 words. <laughs> and I, I don't know how to cram all this into such a short, I don't know how to do it. It's a serious skill. It's, it's an impressive skill if you can do it. It's, I can't. It's... It's crazy because I feel like I can be verbose when I'm speaking. So like you and I, I can have a conversation with you for 10 hours. Not that we will, but I'm just saying I could, I, I can be very chatty, but when I write, I'm extremely concise. Like it is succinct and saying it's get in, get out. Like my training manuals, when I read them, if, if I look at somebody's training manual and it's literally 108 pages, my face starts to melt. I'm like, no one's got time for that shit. No <laughs> one's got time for that shit. I was like, I can turn your 108 pages into mm, 16 pages. And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you, you just like, what is the meat? So this is burgers. This is when we're going to come back to burgers, right? What's the meat? how do you, what do you need to know? What do you really need to know? And so like, for me, my writing process is just that, like, I I don't know how to fluff. I don't know how to give you the bund with the aioli, with the pickles. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I have respect for you guys because I don't know how to do that. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. I, so my memoir, I can just see my memoir. Here's mine here's me. This is what I did. And I'm, I'm still going (laughs) shortest memoir ever. Oh my God. I just created a new genre flash memoir, flash memoir, (laughs) micro memoir, Mike invented right here with you, Mr. RK Higgins. (laughs) I'll read it. I'll read it. You just did. This is it. This is my memoir. It was an audio book. It just (laughs) audio flash memoir. It flashed. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna check my notes here because I want to make sure I didn't miss any questions. Um, Okay, so alliteration uh, without giving anything away because we can't give anything away. And speed racer. All right, give stuff away. (laughs) Do do I was gonna say? Do you want to give anything away? We can. We can just. You can give anything away. Just don't give the big twist away uh okay so um hmm. you know the big twist right i know the big twist you know what i'm talking about okay we're not we're not gonna that that shall not be discussed um yeah. <laughs> but um oh it, it's, the, okay so cigars speak so co- you have alcohol coffee 
and cigars. I thought it was interesting that you had cigars in space as well. Every once in a while. Yeah. Like, right. Like Schwarzenegger says. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of which. Okay. So that reminds me. Um, Total recall. Uh, The taxis, you have taxis and you have the autonomous taxis. And um, I remember John. Okay. Dick, right. Uh, yeah uh no is it i thought it was well i know it was too minority report what popped into my head was johnny the johnny cab johnny cab yeah johnny cab popped into my head when when they got into the cab and i was like oh my god it's johnny cab i was like total recall (laughs) and so i again i I don't know if it's um i don't mean to be offensive by associating other things with your they were autonomous there's there's no no droid in it they were no. kind of autonomous, but I think that'd be awesome if there was a droid Remy flips out without the people doing doing do a little Arnold. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love that scene. Honestly, I love that scene where uh, Arnold's uh, ripping Johnny Cab out and there's bullets going around, the, the car's spinning. It, it was Total Recall is an incredible movie. The Arnold I, version is one of my favorites. Yes. Oh, my I was blown away by the special effects of that, especially like when the face like peels open, like the mm-hmm. woman and he, it, and, and it's him, like everything about that movie. I just loved everything about that movie. And it's funny. I was never really a sci-fi reader, but I love sci-fi movies um, until I took my sci- science fiction class at university um, and then I, we, we had to deep dive. And so that's where we had Ursula Le Guin, um, Philip K. Dick, um, Harlan Ellison. Like we tapped into all of these, you know, classic um, uh, Heinlein, Robert Heinlein, uh, all of, all of these guys. And I didn't realize that science fiction was so psychology and philosophy. Yeah. The, the, speaking of uh, philosophy, there's a character in the second novel that uh, his name is Marcus Dino, and uh, he was inspired by uh, Stoic philosophy. His character is going to, I said, I'm going to make him a Stoic uh, because, you know, he's got to be Zen when he's on the, uh, on the course, he has to be Zen. He's got to be focused. So he's going to be a Stoic. And you did say there's going to be more. So I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally stoked for the prequel. So I haven't even finished book two, but I'm totally in for the prequel. Um, Appreciate it. So, so if you need beta readers, I'm in. Awesome. Um, uh, your last question. Um, yeah. Is there any, uh, anything else that you are working on? I am working on another uh, work in progress right now. I'm querying it. It's basically, it's the Grim Reaper uh, wants to take a mortal vacation and she uh, steals someone's body is, is what's happening. She gets tired of her of her duties, and uh, she jumps into a, a mortal's body, steals his body, takes it for a little vacation, and uh, craziness ensues from there. He gets a second chance of revenge because he gets uh, resurrected uh, from hell by a paralegal who's turned into an afterlife advisor. It's a little guy named Frank Rosenbaum. <laughs> it's oh. a com- it's a comedy horror, and uh, he gets to have his revenge but he can only do it in the bo- body that uh, heaven has available which is the uh, uh, the 12 year old uh, body of a former ballerina who's uh, the body's on loan to him so he's got to fight her with that 12 year old body and uh it's freaking ballet. awesome ballet is a martial art i guess i love it and and it's it, it's definitely a skill i mean there's a lot of balance you got to have a strong core mm-hmm. that's totally cool and do you have a website that's yeah. uh rkhiggins.com i love your show i love what you're doing and thanks aw. for putting so much positivity out there in the instagram community and into the world uh, you're awesome you are so awesome thanks for doing what you're doing no th- thank you and like I, said, I feel this i feel the same way like i said when i'm having a down moment i literally pull up your memes and I just crack myself up with your memes. Like I, I just, that's, that's the goal. I just, I want to make people, cause it's a, it's a sad world we live in sometimes. I just want to make people stop in there, have a smile and have a good day. hundred you know? percent. I, I, that's, and I, and, and that's, and that's genuine. Like you can feel that, like, you're not just 
putting that crap out there just to be like, yeah, I'm this, you know, I'm this positive guy. Come visit my page. Like you can tell, like, you're like, no, come check this out. Like, Hey, look at this. And, and like I said, you can see that like with your kids, with the pets. Um, and so that's why I go in and I blow up your page. Like I just have fun and just blow up your page. (laughs) I go in and appreciate it. So thank you. I, I, and I, I love what you did with, with uh, Afterburn. I'm looking forward to Blood Rush as well. And uh, your comedy horror sounds amazing. Um, so, so you keep writing and, and um, uh, you've got a fan. So I'll, I'm, I'm here for whatever, whatever crazy words you want to put together. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely in. They're going to be crazy. I'll tell you that, but thank you so much. Thank you. You have a lovely evening. And I was wondering, could you send us off with my tagline, go forth and be magical? I've heard this tagline. Can can I say it in a special way? Please. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Go forth and be magical. (laughs) Thank you.